Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special episode of the Guys of the Roundtable. As promised last week, we are finally covering Singular Point. A little bit late because somebody got busy. Crashed Pretty again. busy. <laughs> we found time to do it. But I know it's been a long time coming. So I'm sure you guys are eagerly awaiting our thoughts on this new TV show. <laughs> well, before we get started, I feel like, well, first of all, we should introduce everyone, everyone who's here as always. I'm I'm still rusty a little bit, but anyways, you're joined by me, Mulder, always known as Faye, and I'm here once again, and Crash here, per usual. And before we get fully started, I feel like we should get into how what we saw of the first anime Godzilla, which is the anime trilogy from Polygon, which mm. because that episode's not out yet, oh, contrary yes. to popular belief. Well, not popular belief, but on the contrary to mm-hmm. what like a lot of people feel about that, all of us are pretty big fans of it, and that yeah. surprised me with Crash. Yeah. Um. So yeah, eventually that episode a million years from now, but um, the anime trilogy, I went to it kind of not sure what to expect. It was a really unique take on Godzilla, but I found myself really enjoying it. I think it was well done, and I, it's definitely different and weirder. But I think I liked it a lot. I like I like a lot of the more experimental Godzilla stuff. So in the end, I found myself really enjoying the anime trilogy. Mm-hmm. And I know, Ton, you of course like it as much as I do, and Crash. Yeah, I, I love the anime trilogy. It's just very creative work, beautiful animation, and um, you can't go wrong with um, Urobuchi's writing. Yeah, I'm the big Urobuchi stand here. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, with Singer Point, uh, I'll break it now. We're not on board with <laughs> the way we were with um the anime trilogy. And we'll get into why, but first, let's just do our ratings real quick. So if anyone wants to bail and not want to hear shit on this for like an hour, or <laughs> ends up, here's the opportunity. Uh, Crash, how about you go first with your rating out then? <laughs> I don't, okay, I don't know. Like, I feel like some of my ratings are kind of arbitrary, but I feel like for this, I feel like a five four to ten i don't know okay i'm really not vibing with this show at all genuinely really bored out of my mind watching this show ton yeah i gotta go with crash um i guess a singular point gets a 5.5 out of me it would be six but i gotta be honest it's it's more of a five territory (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for me i'm probably the nicest to it i'd give it a six mm. to an out of ten it was a seven for me but this rewatch holy shit this rewatch was rough all right <laughs> so everyone is bailing out to go send this hate note goodbye thanks for listening <laughs> for, everyone, for everyone who's gonna stay around uh we don't really have any counterbalancing forces like we did with gvk so just, uh, <laughs> this episode is going to be less structured too. It's going to be more with the GBK one, where we just kind of talked about various stuff in Singular Point and how we felt. Yeah, but, more yeah. Of a... <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead, Don. Yeah, more of a chat this time around. Yeah, yeah. we don't we don't have our usual guests. Either. And I feel like with TV series, it's kind of hard to do a whole structure thing, I guess. There's a lot yeah. more to talk about. So I guess we'll, we'll just kind of scatter point, I guess. Try yeah. and follow us. Sorry if we're kind of messy. So yeah, so yeah, Crash. Do we want to start with like our less objective issue? Me and you really had. <laughs> What's the good point? 
is is that the um the style of writing kind of well well no not that I'll oh, say oh than, the monster the, stuff yeah the arbitrary okay. yeah okay so so uh, leading up to this you know they showed off a trailer a lot of stuff and there were a lot of familiar monsters we saw stuff you know like Hedora, Kamunga, rodan obviously and then we saw stuff you know like gabra like holy shit all monsters attack that guy he's back it's awesome <laughs> and like a really unique take on titanosaurus and but then we get to the show and we get to see those monsters and then all of a sudden it's like actually jk that's not gabra it's just a completely different monster that just looks like a redesigned gabra with all of gabra's powers and then the <laughs> that's same that's what gets me with it with shot with salunga he has Gabra's electricity powers too. Why is the Gabra? He's it doesn't Gabra make horn, sense. The weird ears, the green scales. Like he's just like a he's literally really, Gabra. He's a really uniquely designed Gabra, but you can tell it's him. But and, for some and, reason, and like can... and like he's not any more different design wise than say Manda is. Yeah, so Manda like, or like even Kumanga. Like, like come on, it's so fucking stupid to me. It, I it makes don't me get wonder. It. Yeah, it makes me wonder. There's like. I don't know if Toho had some kind of mandate or something where they were like, they maybe designed these monsters and then maybe the last second they were kind of like, oh, wait, actually, we're not going to use those monsters. Just say there's something else because it feels a little too similar to me to be like, okay. The only this- reason why I'm skeptical of that is because they did the same shit for Godzilla's evolutions, which mm-hmm. I'm also not big on because, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm not against them doing the God Level 2 evolution concept again, but if they're going to do it again, why couldn't they have just done unique designs like they did with Shin Godzilla? That's like if Shin yeah. Godzilla had like his form be like, like fucking Anguirus and then fucking, I don't know, um, King Kong and then Godzilla. It's just, it's just stupid. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. I think it's a waste. Because those designs will be really good as just Titanosaurus yeah. and Varan. Because the, the big thing is, like, those monsters have been out of the spotlight and gone for a long time already. So having the chance to bring them back in a show like this, you know, not a movie. Because a movie, you got to commit to, like, a monster to yeah. have an hour and a half. A TV show, you can do whatever. You, we have a lot of time for that. And this was an awesome opportunity to revive these monsters. And they did. It just feels way too coincidental for them to look and seem like them and have their abilities and then be like, actually... They're not them. And it's like and like the other thing is, I just hate this trend of advertising something and then when it's done, that's like, haha, you idiot, you fucking fell for it. Like, why would you advertise them then? You obviously know what you're doing. They didn't just show up out of nowhere. It's just it's really annoying to me. And I don't get why they decided to go with that. Yeah, Ooh. and they already did other monsters too, like Kumanga and Hedora and all of them. Jack. Yeah. But then these two, they're like, actually, no, they're not them. And Varan and Gorosaurus. It's just weird. But yeah, Ton, because I know last on GBK you were quiet too, so I'm going to (laughs) drag answers out of you. Oh, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, I I didn't love what they did with some of the monsters here. Um, I I guess I can see the arguments like they're not meant to be literally those monsters, but it gets a little hard to believe because what monsters we do have in this like Rodan, Anguirus, and Manda all have really like radical redesigns and changes. Mm-hmm. So you can't really say like, oh, they're that different. Like, oh, I saw Solunga. Someone, the, something mentioned it kind of looks like a mix of Gabra and Baragon, but still, mm-hmm. it's more, it's more Gabra than anything. Yeah, so. I, I don't really see the point. It's, it's especially annoying with um. 
the water form and the one that looked like Varen, because it's like the Tyrannosaurus and Varen are one of those show kaiju. Or if you watch our show and stuff, you know a big kind of Godzilla bucket list thing is getting all those Showa monsters back. Mm-hmm. But I don't miss opportunity like this. It's just uh, frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and like, mm-hmm. oh god, there might not be another chance for these monsters to like come back again for yeah. a long time at least. So it just it's just a big bummer and a waste, in my opinion. And like mm-hmm. the other thing is, I do know the only thing I know that Toho did mandate is they wanted Godzilla to show up early. So that's why they did the evolution stuff, so they could like wait on his final form. But like that doesn't mean you have to reuse monsters for the designs. Like they could have easily yeah. did their own unique designs. It, it's it's very frustrating to me. It, but honestly, the reason why I bring it up first because honestly, in the grand scheme of things, it's probably Singer Point's smallest issue. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it's just end, saying it's... something. I think if you weren't investing like a lot of Godzilla, you didn't really know it's not going to affect the way you care. You're like, oh, look, cool monster. Mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, we had a whole fucking podcast watching all these movies. And so it's like, you know, it's cool to see old monsters come back after a long time. And it's just disappointing for them to continue to, to use them and then not use them. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just disappointing. But I guess sure. it's, not, it's not really objective as much, I guess. It's just an yeah. Old. But in terms of stuff, which is objective, or not objective, but like, if it doesn't click for you, it, it's a much, it's a much bigger issue. Yeah. And the crash you kind of already brought up, but Singer Point's writing style is fucking obnoxious. Yeah, this is a show that when I watch it, it felt really full of itself. There's so much like exposition dumping, like techno babble jargon, science stuff. That's just so nonsensical, and they will drone on about these stuff for like minutes, minutes, almost like ten minutes at a time. So much droning from the human side, and none of it is compelling. Exactly, it's and so like, boring. And like the thing is, if you try to do a drinking game of it, every time they mention fucking archetype or red dust or what the fuck, you would be dead. You would die from alcohol poisoning. That's <laughs> how much that they discuss this shit, and it's like, who cares? What is compelling about this? Like yeah, they, they give take... no reason to make it like something you care about. Like that's like if Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, this 1974 one, they just talk about space titanium the whole fucking time. I don't <laughs> care. It's just like this stuff, it's just meant to be a little tiny fraction of the plot to explain what's happening. Why the Godzilla is so strong? What's he made of? Oh, it's big space titanium. Okay, we're good. We'll move on. And and it's like it's almost like they did what Sin Godzilla did. Where, oh, let's focus on the politics of Godzilla. When they, but they did it with let's focus on the science of Godzilla and the differences of politics. And I can't believe it. I'm going to be citing that as a good aspect <laughs> of something here. At least with that in Shin Godzilla, you can get into like, political satire, political discussion, how politics like dictate how we handle um, disasters, etc., etc. So you can explore compelling stuff with politics with science. You can't do that in a fictional medium. That's just not how it works. You can't yeah. go on and on about fake science shit. It's not interesting. And it's not like, you know, like Jurassic Park where there's any kind of like ethical dilemma or moral. It's just like they're just talking about science stuff. Like, look at this red dust. It's from another dimension in the past. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Why does that matter? It's it's just so in your face about it too 
And I know there's probably a lot of people who are like, oh, but if you just pay attention and watch, it makes sense. It's like, no, I just watched this whole thing. It still does not make any sense to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> you can't yeah. just drone on about your weird fictional universe concept. Wait, 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 like, okay, okay. Let me say this. If it makes sense, why can nobody agree on where the fuck the kaiju come from in the fandom? <laughs> no one can agree. I heard somebody, and even though they're kind of resolved, arguing with me that this Godzilla is not not a dinosaur. And like, if that doesn't say it, nothing. Nothing in this show is like fully explained. Nothing makes sense. And that's with them devoting so much time to the technobabble and science jargon. It doesn't amount to anything, anyways. So it's just a waste of time that could have been used developing these characters who have that's good concepts. A big thing, yeah. Because the thing is, they don't. They spend all this time developing rather meaningless stuff. In the scheme of the show, honestly, but they, they don't give much time at all for the characters here, and I find these characters to be pretty boring overall. They don't really, they have their own little pods, I guess, they interact with, and then that's just kind of it. They don't really get much development or character growth or much like deeper introspective stuff about them. They're very like boring. like they May have. Oh, is, go ahead. Yeah, May is just a nerd, and all she does <laughs> is talk about nerd shit with her fucking computer, and then that, she that's means it. Buddy? But bonsai buddy, <laughs> anime bonsai buddy. <laughs> it's it's yeah, that's all she does. Occasionally, she'll talk to like some other person. They'll, they'll just exposition them to be like, "Look, this is the epic science lab. This guy who's discovering this stuff. I'm taking you to these scientists to discuss your findings." That's all they talk about. They, I don't know nothing about her except that she's a fucking nerd who talks. Like like like, like, like here's my thing, which I, which I came up with. The world is ending. You would think these characters would call their families or discuss it at all. Like, are they fucking orphans? What <laughs> is their backstory? <laughs> Do they have a battle history? We don't know any of this stuff because there's no exploration of it. The world's coming to a fucking end, and none of them seem to care about anything besides the scientific aspects of it. They're boring as anything. Yeah, that because mm-hmm. I I get I know I get okay. I'm like st- stumbling on myself. I know the show really kind of wanted to delve into the more scientific aspects of Godzilla, and I think that can be super interesting because there's a lot you can delve into there about these monsters and why they are the way they are. But they just spend too much time on it, and they act like people watching it are like already well-versed in all this world and stuff because they talk about it with so much confidence that like you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, naturally, of course. That makes sense. When <laughs> it's just so like, excuse me, What? It, it's it's just there, and they drone about it so much, and then they just drop it and then go to something else. Yeah, you're just supposed to remember that and understand it, and it does not work like that. It does not flow well. It's every episode they do this. Yeah, ton because I'm gonna I'm dragging you back out again. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it's kind of a thing where anime is, uh, and I've watched like um more than I care to name how of these things by now so <laughs> you know anime does like to occasionally have a thing where characters will drone on about like concepts and usually it works out within the context of show be it politics philosophy um history and even yeah the occasional science stuff where it's kind of an art form we do that kind of techno babble and exploration of concepts and it can even be interesting like one of my favorite animes ghost in the show standalone complex talks about a ton of um, philosophical ideas in that sort of form mm-hmm. but singular point 
just doesn't like you crash kind of said it does way too much of it and it's way too hyper focused like almost most of the dialogue that's not about like action scenes or something is characters talking about kind of the scientific um concepts behind what's going on and to the point that it's almost distracting like you see kaiju you know kind of taking over the world destroying cities um blocking communication and the characters are just kind of like all right that's cool but back to uh talking about uh, <laughs> archetypes and... talk about this epic mineral i found <laughs> <laughs> and like the plots don't come <laughs> together well like logically i guess they do because they're trying to, to solve the kaiju problem but they never really come together emotionally that much yeah, because yeah. the two groups, I guess, are only connected by just the big kaiju attacks all over the world. But besides, yeah, that, that's the other issue. I don't think they should have been two different groups. I think that was a very bad idea. Yeah, it's kind of dank because in the advertising they always showed them together, but the they never meet they until, never the until the ending. Yeah, which is pretty like okay, I guess. And yeah, they it's just such a weird disconnect. I get having like two different perspectives, but I feel it doesn't work until you kind of establish the two together in a way. Yeah. Have some yeah. kind of real connection between them besides uh, really, really, really long, exaggerated like text messages they do. <laughs> oh, that stuff is annoying. And it's and it's just there's no there's there's no focus on the stuff that matters, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think like they kind of you can tell this singular point is heavily inspired by like Shin Godzilla. Yeah, Shin Godzilla only had one core cast that you follow throughout the entire movie. You didn't have this dual perspective thing, and what Godzilla movies did have that, like, oh man, I, I, which, I can't which really, one are you thinking of? I think it's one of the Heiseis, like, uh, Ooh, which, which one's one? that? There's a few that have multiple casts. Yeah, there's a few that have like different cast in different places maybe like um oh you know a good one Godzilla 2000 right yeah you have like the government characters and then you have the dad as a daughter and they're all kind of doing different things but these those characters kind of are kind of focused on different levels yeah things and what they're doing but the singular point casts like you have two casts that are ultimately doing the same thing like you have May and the scientists crunching numbers and stuff. And then mm-hmm. you have the Otaki crew who are kind of like fighting the kaiju directly. But even then, you have Yun, who's the main Otaki factory worker, and he's doing number crunching with May over text. <laughs> like, even in the middle of like battles, he'll be texting May. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's like scenes where like, he would turn on his phone after being distracted and it would just be blasted with messages from me. It was like, oh my god, stop. <laughs> Please. Yeah, they're just really not endearing. And I, we already just said this, but yeah, yeah, the character's just just very flat. And I like, never really felt any emotional stake with them or connection at all. And like, there's too many of them, is the other yeah. side. There has to be at least 10 to 15 characters in Singular Point. And that's way too many. Like, for example, as much as everyone fucking simps for her, 
the pink haired girl, the golf girl she does from nothing. the factory. She's yeah, like... why is she here? She doesn't do anything. She doesn't even go with them when they go to Tokyo. <laughs> I know, She's yeah. literally pointless. Why is she here? What is the point of her? She's like, hey guys, here I am. And they're like, all right. And then she never did anything else except assist and talk to them one time, I guess, when they were making a plan. But yeah, Yeah. contributes really nothing. And okay, another one, the big, like, beefy guy. Yeah. Does not do much of anything either except tag along with them. Yeah. Be strong. And And it's just like they needed to, like, refine these characters more. Or, like, even um, uh, the old guy who's meant to be an adaptation of Goro from, from God vs. Megalon, who made you Jaguar. Like, <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't focus in on that more. Why isn't you, like, why is you with these people when he can make a fucking AI that's, like, more advanced than anything? Why is he with this random-ass factory? Like, there's <laughs> just no development of these characters and what drives them forward beyond the plot. And it's very frustrating and annoying. Yeah. That's why he said it makes him feel very inhuman when all they're doing is just number crunching and techno babble during this apocalyptic event. That's like all that's on their mind, apparently. Yeah. And like, or like, for example, it's not good when your one death scene is fucking hilarious and it's it's meant to be emotional. (laughs) The other lady. Yeah, Uh, Maze Lee. May's professor mentor lady who dies saving a fucking cat <laughs> off screen and it's just like oh yeah she's dead and then they make it super confusing by putting up something by putting a scene in the next episode where she's alive because they don't make it clear enough that it's a flashback and then they're doing more techno babble on that scene I know about time travel like oh my god the techno babble about everything in this show yeah, that's the thing. There's like very rare, just like genuine conversations between characters that you, like you said, aren't to like push the plot forward or is trying to explain something about the scientific stuff. Like, I never get to see these characters really just be characters, except maybe with May and Pelops. Although, personally, I don't like Pelops very much. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> the Bonzi buddy? I don't like Anime Bonsai buddy. He's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pelops is kind of like. I get what they're going for, the cute AI character. That's pretty much in everything nowadays, but uh, just, I don't know. It just feels kind of generic, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's nothing that really makes them feel distinct. Yeah, I just thought it was really <laughs> annoying. Just there the entire time, constantly. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. I, the I, only I... character... Who I do think is good, ironically, is I really like what they do with Jet Jaguar. I, I will admit. Yes, this Jet Jaguar's redemption arc. So <laughs> so proud. Jet Jaguar's yeah. the star of the show. Yeah, I think Jet Jaguar really comes out the best on the show. Um, Aldo, he almost feels kind of like a main character compared. Mm-hmm. To the human cast, which I mean is fine. This is a kaiju thing, but it's like it almost makes you wish they focused more on Jet Jaguar. Since I, I feel like I feel like my thing, I guess, with this whole is it's not a movie; it's a thirteen episode show. Like, come on, you have to do more when you're when you're a TV show with your characters. Mm-hmm. 
Like, like with Godzilla stuff, like Shin Godzilla can get away with having a cast of basically boring bricks because it's it's a two-hour movie. This singular point in total is like six to seven hours or something. Like, you need to give us a reason why we're invested in this cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, with, the, uh, with the whole TV show, like you're saying, um, you can do so much more with it, and they don't really take advantage of this here, except and for I, mm-hmm. wrong reasons. Sorry. <laughs> no problem. And I feel like part of the issue is that this writer only did a few episodes of Space Stamp before this was nothing else in terms of TV. And, like, I feel like they should have given him a script writer to do the script, and he just contributed the story, I feel like. Yeah, because yeah. the writing's just really boring. <laughs> it's hard to get into. And didn't you say he was, like, a physics professor or something? Yeah, yeah, he was. And, like, do any of you guys enjoy your lectures, like, casually? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. And I think that that contributes a lot to the writing of this show. A lot of it's just, you know... Droning, a lot of lecturing. Yeah, I should be taking notes when I'm watching this show. Like it's confusing. (laughs) Oh, feels like you're sitting in a college lecture when you're watching this. Yeah, exactly. It it needed, like you said, I think a new scriptwriter, like someone to actually help convert what he's trying to get across into more digestible dialogue with the character. Yeah, and like with better writing for the character. I feel like something would also just from discussing with people. I feel like he has a big issue where he's coming from novels where you can do a lot of characterization internally and is not used to do where you in, in like a film or TV format or medium, you can't do that. And I feel like that's kind of what's tripping him up here. Definitely. It's like we spent all the characters in this thing are very talky and there's a lot of telling and not a lot of showing, which mm-hmm. you can get away with in a book. Because, you know, you can show people's internal thoughts. You can kind of use that dialogue to and split it up with, you know, explanation, continuations of your thoughts. But in a visual format, you don't get the luxury of all that bulk. Yeah. Yeah. You have to portray it through mannerism and dialogue. And when you have kind of just this stilted dialogue like Singular Point has, it just becomes overwhelming. And I feel like the tragedy of Singular Point to me is I really like the kaiju stuff in it. I think it's really unique, and I think it's really fresh. And I really like the concepts they have here, like smaller versions of the kaiju, the kaiju being more like species, like a predator-prey kind of dynamic with Godzilla and Amanda. I think that stuff's really cool, and also like how they're destroying communication, almost stuff. Like those concepts are very cool. It's just that the show doesn't really explore it in a meaningful way. So they yeah. kind of just remain as cool concepts with some cool scenes attached to them. Yeah, that's kind of a shame. I I felt watching this is that there's a lot of like little moments in the show where like. Um, the news montages that kind of played throughout the various episodes. Those are elements I really liked because you kind of see the world reacting to just these giant creatures coming out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they had like nice, like when Rodan first shows up, you kind of have people being like, oh, wow, here's this cool, weird animal and posting about it on social media and stuff. It's like that was a very cool and like lived in moment. And there's, they could have done a lot with that, but. 
rather than focusing on just kind of this kaiju ecosystem taking over the world, they're more focused on just like oh, um, time travel, universal <laughs> stuff. Will the universe will explode if we don't press buttons? <laughs> and like I don't know, may I'm I'm curious how you guys feel about this, but I kind of realized something. I'm getting kind of tired of Godzilla movies being about the people who know everything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of the most compelling stuff about Godzilla is a giant threat that no one really knows what to do about it or how to handle it and just kind of trying their best to get through it. And like, I don't need nerds every time. I feel because like, I feel like there's always mm-hmm. a part with this, like someone's like really smart trying to figure it out, but I, <laughs> but in here, it's just over the top. And I feel like, like we've been getting that. Ab- like, 2014 didn't do it. 2014 had it falling on the Aaron Taylor Johnson sky. But, like, Shin did it. And then we got King of the Monster, which is more from the monarch point of view. But at least King of the Monsters kind of broke it up a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then, balanced. Yeah, the Anatrology, I think, balanced it, too, to a degree. And I say it made more sense in but, like, this... Shin, and then you had even GVK was more like, I don't know, I'm getting kind of tired of it, and I'd like to see, because what Tun was saying, imagine how much better this whole thing would be if it was about like a regular family trying to survive this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, I mean, I don't want to get too much into that, oh, if I wrote it, I could do it better, like stupidity. Yeah, 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 like that's also no, I think we're where that comes from well not where that comes from but like what's is that you have elements of that kind of show in the show yeah like you have the moment where they're on the bus with the schoolgirls getting attacked by the rodents and that's like a really tense and cool moment where they come up with a fun way to kind of lure the rodents away with the bo- whistling bottle mm-hmm. and it's like you know you could have had an entire show of just moments like that and that would have been really cool I don't think we always need to see like these super scientists and um, people who just have all the solutions lined up. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, it, it was just a more to the ground perspective would have been nice. Yeah. And like to go back to the ethics thing, because we're talking about it, I want to bring up an issue I have real quick. Oh, the auction destroyer in this. What the fuck? <laughs> like, the more it sits with me, the less I like how they use the auction destroyer in this. Oh, it's the orthogonal diagonalizer. Fuck off. It's an auction <laughs> destroyer. Same, same acronym initials. OG. Same actor, same acronym. Literally looks exactly like it. Get out of here. It's the fucking auction destroyer. <laughs> yeah. And I just, like, for as much as King of Monsters had issues with it just kind of showing up as like, oh, hey, recognize that. And I'm not going to defend that, per se. But at least in King of the Monsters, it was a bad thing. That did bad stuff. Uh, what the fuck is with them firing it like it's rocket from bazooka in this? Mm-hmm. And and it's saving the day without causing any bad stuff to happen. <laughs> Just giant spikes that haphazardly spike everywhere and stab things. Everyone's okay. <laughs> Just kill the monsters. It's like, I don't know. I'll let you guys say more about that, but, but it doesn't sit right with me personally. Yeah. I think there's definitely a unique thing with the Oxygen Destroyer. I feel we, we kind of went over this in King of the Monsters. 
Um, it's very iconic, but there's also a lot of weight behind it and it's yeah. symbolism and what it represents. And that's partially why it's never really shown up afterwards, except in very key situations where it felt natural, like in mm-hmm. Destroyer. But like here, especially, it's like, yeah, they're trying to look, oh, it's not actually the Oxygen Destroyer. It's, it's the octodagonal dike, the, the, that, <laughs> shit in that thing. It's, it fulfills the same purpose, pretty much. Yeah, it doesn't go underwater, but it does the same thing. It's killing the monsters in a very dramatic way. And they're, yeah, they use it in a very much like, yeah, this is like a good thing. It's helping all of us out. Even though I feel like the first time they used it, they tried to portray it as like a crazy thing, but then they use it at the end anyways. And it's like, oh, it's, it's actually great. It helped everyone out. And yeah. there's like, at least the first time it's been used and it hasn't either like been shown as tragic, like in Gojira, or caused further problems, like in Destroya and King of the Monsters. Yeah. It's very weird. But anyways, ton. Yeah. Um I'm getting kinda of tired of seeing the <laughs> destroyer. Like it has so much cinematic importance to Gojira. Just kind of throwing it in as like this fun little Godzilla exploding machine. It's getting kinda of tired. Yeah. I was a huge on King of the Monsters and it's especially kind of obnoxious here because it just feels so out of left field. And like you said, just it does not have the weight that the Oxygen Destroyer requires, like it did um, Gojira or Godzilla versus Destroyer. So it's just like, stop, please. <laughs> and like, I'm seeing people like, oh, it's a good Easter egg because it's not technically the Oxygen Destroyer. And it's like, come on. It kills Godzilla. It has the same initials. It looks like it. Like, that's mm. just lazy to me to be like, oh, yeah. it's better because it's not the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, come on. We have to constantly talk about Godzilla being an allegory for nuclear weapons. We also have to acknowledge that the Oxygen Destroyer is also an allegory for nuclear weapons. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm uh, not to move on from this too quickly. Another issue I have with SP. Is there's way too many mysteries that it does not resolve at all in this show. Yeah, they set up a lot. That, like another, that's another kind of Shin Godzilla ism they have in the show. Just setting up a lot of mystery and stuff to solve. Like the fact that apparently Godzilla and his buddies have attacked the world before. That's also- something I was going to bring up. They never explain that yeah. ever. Like, is it like what is up with that? Why is the skeleton singing if Para 2 and Jet Jaguar made the song? Like, what does it mean? It means you gotta stick around for season two. Come on. Or like even like why is Adora <laughs> controlling the Kumanga? What was with that big giant Rodan out of nowhere? Why mm-hmm. is they making Mecha Godzilla in the finale? Why is the fucking doctor guy still alive and is evil? It seems. What's going on? Oh, yeah, they don't expl- that, yeah. they don't explain anything. I and thought like, like when Pelo Pelopelopus two like went to like the CPU or whatever and found him. I thought that was like a symbolic thing of him like in the AI or some shit. But it's like no, he's alive. I guess he's not dead. In the end, that was fucking weird. And he, and he looks like he's the same age as before. So it's like, what's going yeah. on here? There's such a thing as putting in too much mystery in your show. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, yeah, mystery boxes and they're fun, but you shouldn't just load up your show with them because then you get lost. And, uh, well, I've never watched Lost, but I don't know why. <laughs> I really, really liked where it ended up. So Yeah. It's just, it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. And so many of them are, are unneeded. Like, why did Godzilla have to fight that big giant black Rodan? Why did the, why did Eldor have to come out with the fucking Kumungas? Like, if you're not going to explain it, why bother? A lot of very strange decisions that are just kind of annoying. Or, or <laughs> even like, where did the Angiris, where did Angiris come from? Did he mm-hmm. just materialize out of nowhere? It's just like uh, it. It definitely annoys me. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. And if like like I feel like Crash kind of nailed it. The show feels so high on itself that it's obnoxious. Yeah, it's it's it, it, there's just they they're trying to shove. It's weird. You don't think this would be possible, but in this 13 episode show, it feels like they're trying to shove in as much as they can, and it's just too much. Yeah, like, it doesn't it doesn't balance it well. And so mm-hmm. it just makes everything fall flat. That yeah. I will I will give it this though, besides the kaiju action, the OST is really good. I thought so too. I was putting in some cat vibes in the chat whenever I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, they a lot of remixes of like you no know, classic themes, but they were really good, I felt. They stood out there nice. And a lot of the new stuff was really exciting too. Mm. Though I know Ton did not like <laughs> Yeah. I like most of the tracks, but I did not like the mystical lullaby or whatever. Yeah, well, they, they played it so much. They played it over and over and over again. By the end of the show, I was just like, no, stop me. <laughs> it's so annoying. And I don't know, I, I feel like in general, 2021's kind of been a bad year for Godzilla, I'm not going to lie. I feel like GVK and SP are weirdly enough two sides of the same coin but in different polar opposites like sp is way too high on itself and thinks it's smarter than it actually is mm. and then gvk tried to be as dumb as it possibly could <laughs> yeah it's... and it's like there's an in-between here people yeah you can make a smart godzilla without having it be a science room lecture and you can make a dumb Godzilla that isn't just like a two one hour recording of a kid slamming his toys together. <laughs> I think there's a middle ground. And it, it it's just very disappointing because I feel mm. like the prior stuff have been pretty good. When we did our um uh, recap of the entire era, that was the most positive we were on era as a whole, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which one? Um uh for this current era we're in. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and now we get these two back to back, and it's like, ugh, pretty downhill, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, and I just hope that we're not entering into like a '90s Heisei era followed by a Millennium era kind of thing. Hopefully, it gets better. <laughs> because, oof. anyways, uh, I, I I said a lot of what I want. Does anyone have anything they want to bring up with SP? Um. I mean, I guess we could just talk about some of the monster st- monsters because we we talked about our disappointment with how they were used, but yeah, like designs and such. Because I know there's a lot of controversy, somewhat, about some of the designs because they're yeah. very radical, very unique. Mm-hmm. 
I, I know. Well, go ahead. No, you continue. It's good. I was just gonna say, like for example, I feel Dan didn't like Dan design. I actually really dug his design in this. <laughs> I was gonna or, say well, their design. Personally, oh, yeah, okay. That that main Quetzalcoatl looking one, I did not really like that one. But I like the concept of how they had multiple Rodans and how yeah. they all had like unique patterns or designs to them. Yeah, that was really cool because yeah. they evolve into like a more classic Rodan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, continue. Oh no problem. Yeah, I, um, Rodan on this was interesting. Um, he, he's kind of more inspired by like a realistic. Um, to be kind of nerdy, uh, Rodan is based off um, ter- uh, pterosaurs, so yeah. they kind of used more realistic, um, modern depictions of pterosaurs as an inspiration for Rodan. So the first form Rodan kind of looks like a giant um, Rampharynchus, and then you have the second forms, which was more like a um, Quetzalcoatlus, and they look really cool. It's like it's a cool redesign. I've seen a lot of fan artists do it. And I've always kind of wanted to see that in a kind of thing, so I'm glad they did it. I'm actually not a fan of the Rodan spam though, because uh, it reminds me too much of a um, certain um, Gamera enemy, which I won't talk about too much. <laughs> we're gonna watch Gamera too much. I, we're gonna watch Gamera next month. So I'm sorry. But also, uh, it it, it kind of reminded me too much of that guy. Anyone who watched Gamera <laughs> knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's fair. I'm so confused. She'll <laughs> <laughs> get it next month, Crash. <laughs> well, eventually. Um, with Rodan, I do think it's funny though, Crash, that he's finally like how you always felt he was. Yes, I was saying. Um, if once you okay, it's crazy that we're talking about this after a lot of episodes have not gone up yet. But um, yeah. one thing I say that a lot of them is that Rodan was always just kind of like a nuisance and a pest. He never really <laughs> stood on his own, I felt, until like King of the Monsters where he was truly threatening. And here, I think, they kind of exemplify my original thoughts on Rodan where he's just, he's just annoying. Everything bodies him. Oh, he's dying. And he's just like running around just annoying everybody else. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. There's like 5,000, 5 million of them just flying around. There's one part where like Godzilla just vaporizes like 20 of them. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I guess we could talk about Angiris next, even though he shows up out of nowhere. He's a mm-hmm. good boy. The Angiris design here is really cool. I think it's great. We haven't yeah. seen our boy in forever, and here I think he looks spiky. He looks nice and very threatening. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like um, Angiris' design in this. This is probably the best design in the show for me. Uh, really love just the armored tanky look and the nice colors. Just you know, Angus is a handsome lad. They may really. <laughs> I like him. Beautiful boy. <laughs> I also really like the personality they did here. I will say though, I don't like that he got killed off so quickly. Yeah, I felt got killed off pretty quickly. I don't think they well, except Rodan. Well, Rodan's were dying all the time, but there was always another one to replace him. And Manda showed up for a long time. And Manda too. too, yeah. Manda was a unique one. I did not expect to see him back. Yeah. Also, I also <laughs> prefer if Angers was more of a species like the Rodans and Mandas instead of just being one. Yeah, cool. I get why they want to make him unique because I think Angers kind of has a more unique energy, while Rodan has been a species before. 
mm-hmm. in a sense. But like with Angiris, I feel like because of that, he he kind of he's very much like a minor player in the plot, ironically. Yeah. Like he basically only exists for the Jet Jaguar crew to have something to do for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. He says it's a monster of the week, which is uh, I mean, I guess it's fine, but no, it's Ang. <laughs> yeah, he feels a little wasted to me. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Yeah, I feel that's that's the running theme is a lot of monsters. Uh, also, you uh, one thing you guys may learn. Actually, you might have already learned this. Um, Hedora is one of my favorite monsters. I love Hedora, <laughs> and Hedora was in a very short scene. She was really only with the Kamungas. And that yeah, was... and like we said, they don't really explain what's going on there. Yeah, I I guess is she supposed to be like the Kumunga blood? Like when they cut her in half? That's what I'm trying to figure. I don't know if she's like a parasitic organism that's controlling them. Like Maybe. I can't I can't figure out what to deal with Adora, and they don't really elaborate. Like I it. I dig a unique take on Hedora, like Jelly Hedora. Like that was pretty. Cool. Like the reason why I don't think it's Kumunga blood crash. Is that she kind of like forms her body out of all of them mm-hmm. for that one brief shot, but they don't really explain it. Yeah, it's it's another really confusing thing. And she has eyes too, so well, it's like oh yeah, oh well, yeah, like the Hedora, um, sent you know, the Hedora eyes, the vagina eyes, the uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Molder. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're very there, and um, they look cool. I like her design. I think she looks awesome, but. And he's out of the episode. Really I quickly. feel like part of the issue, and a lot of people are saying this, is I feel like, especially because of the post grad scene, they're like, oh, yeah, we're getting a season two. And I don't like when TV shows write like that personally. Yeah, you, you, you can't write your series setting up for the next season. You need to have your, your story be, you know, standalone. Like, what if you don't get another season? You need to have a solid story that stands on its own like that. You can maybe set some stuff up, but you can't have that be. What a big majority of it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Ton, did you have any thoughts on Adora? I know she's a favorite of yours too. Yeah, I was, I was kind of disappointed because I remember seeing Hedora in the trailer and being really excited that Hedora was back, and she just kind of gets a glorified cameo. Like oh, maybe God. she'll show up in the second season and do more. But and like it's a shame too because I I do like the Kamangas that. That, yeah, you know that was probably the coolest, one of the cooler mm-hmm. fights. Um, but it does feel a bit wasted, and even if it is like set up for season two, it's just kind of a, it's like why bother showing Hedora at all then? <laughs> or, or, or or like with the Kumanga, I really I really like the design and like how they're back, but like they don't get a resolution. They just kind of get mm-hmm. on the boat and like that's it. Even though there's a whole fucking nest there. Yeah, it's like did the Jestia try to fight him or anything or no? Because from what I remember, wasn't Jet Jaguar still fighting them when he leaped onto the boat? Yeah, well, he he threw the backpack and it explodes, and then it causes like a big fire. But you can see all the Kamungas outside of the building staring at the fire, so they're not dead. <laughs> so like, what happened to them? It's so weird to me. And I really dig them, but why if you're not going to re- resolve it? It it just like. I feel like the show could have done with focusing itself more. Yeah, it's like you hate to say it would need less kaiju, but if it would have helped the plot, maybe they need less. Because when when SP first got its trailer, I thought it was going to be like a monster of the week type show, where Mm -hmm. like every episode would focus on a new monster. That would have been pretty awesome. 
and then and then by the end there'd be like a multi-part finale dealing with Godzilla. But instead it was like a more serialized show. And I don't think that leans in well for a lot of kaiju. Yeah. It just it didn't really work because it just it, it feel it makes the kaiju feel underused and underexplored. Because like Manda, you know, Manda gets a few cool scenes like them fighting Godzilla a few times. They don't really do much either. Yeah, they're kind of just like kaiju dolphins who swim around <laughs> and get blown up. <laughs> yeah. Or like the Mega Nuhan who show up for one scene in the finale. Mm-hmm. Even though the concept is really cool, them being Godzilla parasites is a cool idea. Why are they like? It's just like it just feels like a waste, or like the reference to Biolante that goes nowhere yeah. with the plant kaiju they mentioned in like the second to last episode. Mm-hmm. That was really random. <laughs> it's just very confusing to me, and I don't get why they yeah. took that mm-hmm. approach. But I guess we can talk about Godzilla. The cults out with the monsters. I think Godzilla's really cool in this, even if I don't like that they used um uh, designs. I think his design, his final design, is really cool, but I yeah. think they pretty underutilized him personally. Feels like he's at the end. He has yeah, because his... he only shows up for the last four episodes or so, and he and he only shows up in the last scene of of, of episode ten. Yeah, and then his well, final form is just only the the last ways. I feel like it was there pretty short, yeah. Yeah, yeah, his final form is only for the last three episodes and the final scene in episode 10. <laughs> hey, that that opening scene with him when we first see the final form is really cool. Yeah. But then it's just, that's it. It's just... Like, he, the people he like, we, around. Oh, sorry. Like, people were saying, the, the singular point's not really about Godzilla. I think that's kind of weird. Because, I mean, I guess it kind of is because you have the skeleton stuff. Yeah, but I, but it, even like Godzilla twenty fourteen, where I don't think that movie's about Godzilla, it's more about the Mutos. Even that, he feels more invested in the plot there. If that makes sense. No, yeah, I I feel like he has a much bigger presence, more connected to. Story. Yeah. Also, I don't like how much this Godzilla doesn't have personality. He says epic destruction. You know? I'm getting kind of tired of that approach to the Toho Godzillas. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because like Shin Godzilla, Godzilla Earth, and and this Godzilla, whose name is Godzilla Ultima, they all have like the same fucking lack of personality. Yeah, it's like, come on, can we have Godzilla emote and react to stuff like in the old days, not just yeah, stomp around and smash stuff. I, I like think he has me... like. He has like no sorry, one second crash. I know you he, he has no reaction to Jet Jaguar becoming fucking giant out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Time it's to so fight this thing. But anyways, go on crash, sorry. I was gonna say, I think like for me with, with, with the Shin Godzilla, um, I feel that like worked because in his design as well, I think it reflected like the really the tiny eyes, just how like soulless and just kinda like nothing this creature is. Yeah. And I, I think that's the whole point, because everyone's just like, yeah, what is this? But this Godzilla is supposed to be an ancient like Beast, kind of, in lower battle, yeah. Battle at some point, it's coming back, all this destruction, and it, you know, it has emotion in its eyes, but it just looks, it doesn't, he doesn't say anything, he doesn't do much, he's just boring, very boring. <laughs> and uh, it's, you know, I want my Godzilla to have some personality beyond just the design, yeah, same, mm-hmm. like, even like 
like I feel like you make a good point which in Godzilla because I was going to say um, uh, also Godzilla Earth it makes sense because he's like the embodiment of the Earth and I think you get like little hints to his personality mm-hmm. in the anime trilogy but because he's so old he's kind of branded to the imply <laughs> yeah but here it's like why is he so personalityless? like he just starts fighting J- Jaguar like okay I'm here to fight things it's like I don't know I just wish he had more to him mm-hmm. like I don't think it needs to be like GVK went fucking stupid with it but like I I think <laughs> there's a healthy there's a healthy medium in this just like with the reproaches between with GVK and Singer Point, I think it's the same for Godzilla characterization. Mm-hmm. Because, like in GMK, that Godzilla has so much personality to him, even though he's literally a zombie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That Godzilla is so evil. You get so much out of him. And, yeah. It's here, not much. <laughs> like, like I feel like you can break Godzilla into demonic beings slash eldritch abominations, animals, and heroic. I don't know what they were going for with this one. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously not heroic, but is he an animal? Is he eldritch? Yeah, yeah that's like, the thing. What is he's, he? not, he's not a force of nature, really. He's not like something... From man's hubris or fault, I guess. Yeah. So, but he's also ancient, and he comes back when the dust gets in the sky. Pollution. But it's like, <laughs> but the skeleton's still around, though. So it's like, I don't get that. I don't get what's up with the skeleton. It's a second Godzilla, Mulder. Come on. I know, but like, <laughs> it, it, I, I, I don't get it. I, I don't like it. It's weird to me, and, and not in a good way. But, like, I do appreciate him being a dinosaur. I guess that's cool. They go out of their way to say that. First Godzilla this era to be confirmed a dinosaur. <laughs> Took I'm long enough. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you want to know who else shows up out of nowhere with no explanation? And it really annoys me. Oh. Because yeah. she's so loaded, you have to explain her. What is Matra in this? What is going on with her? See, what is was, she here? There was bad boy dust with the red stuff, and there's good girl dust with Mothra's dust. Mothra's dust. <laughs> but what is she? Uh, she's epic. Like, <laughs> she just shows up out of nowhere. It's like, I what are know. you doing here? It Why are you on, here? And you're fucking useless. Like, it's yeah. Space Godzilla. At least there <laughs> she was on her way to fight a comet. At least there it was funny, because she was like, yo, take care of my mess. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Here it's like, oh, she's flying. It's so pretty. What is the meaning of the scene? Why is she here? Like, oh, it's See, so annoying. Mothra is only about beauty and saving the day. The also, time. you know what else I'm sick of? Fucking Mothra cameos. Get rid of her. Enough. If you're not going to use her, don't throw in for a cameo. The Annie Trilogy did it, okay. But now we're on to like the second fucking time with this. Yeah. I'm sick of it, though. If you're going to throw her in, have her there for like yeah. a purpose. Not just as a weird cameo that gets mm-hmm. no explanation. Like, please use Mothra if you have Mothra. Yeah. We all love Mothra. You can use her. Don't feel afraid. It's but just... We're talking about the best monster in the movie. I mean, the show. You know the one. Which one? 
Mechagodzilla at the end. Oh, yeah, he shows up right <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's a 10 out of 10. I love this show. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a kind of, that was, is an instant, like, hey, guys, we're going to make season two. Oh, check it out. That that is That was such a big season. That's when I was like, oh, these fuckers just wrote this show with a season two in mind, if not, like, fucking season three. <laughs> and it's... it just doesn't even show up in season two. It's all it's for season three. <laughs> and it's just like I don't here's the thing with post credit scenes. If if your show's not satisfying or your movie's not satisfying on its own, the post credit scenes are more annoying than fun to me. Yeah, I agree. Because even the concept of like uh Kiryu 2.0 what is Showa esque design is cool. I wasn't satisfied with Signature Point, so why do I want to watch it just for Mecha Godzilla <laughs> season two? Yeah. So it's like when they make those movies that are very obviously just a cash grab to set up a cinematic universe. It's like it's just kind of obnoxious because like you, you you feel like you know they didn't care about this first entry. They just want you to watch this so they can make more stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, and so like, like the, and like that's even the vibe you get when they're like, "Oh, the story's just beginning at the end." And it's like, "Oh my god, fuck off!" <laughs> you can't, you can't do thirteen episodes of a show. Like, just kidding. This is the this is the prologue. The actual stuff starts next. Like, come on, get out of here. I, I mm. don't care. And I have a feeling that's what they were going for. The old oh, so just beginning. There's Mechagodzilla. There's the Doctor guy. He's still alive. Look, the main characters are finally meeting. Like it, it's not. It's not funny. It's not cool. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> like I think I, I I think that does wrap it up. Like it just feels like they're trying to get ready for another season. Yeah, and I, and, and we'll and, cover it. But I'm not excited that we're coming. <laughs> it's... Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess we can do our closing thoughts, and unless Tony, you have anything you want to add? Oh, uh, not, not huge on Godzilla's design. I'll be honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just looks kind of goofy to me. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 don't like Big Mouth? No. <laughs> yeah, sir, uh, big enough, man. yeah i i like that one shot of him from the front. i gotta look at it more to see how i feel about it i'm mean, thinking it's all right but yeah I, they're already making a figure out, out of it yeah mm-hmm. and i have already pre-ordered it because that's, <laughs> that's the life i live now <laughs> i i, I want to get the picture of him i'm trying to find a picture of him when he's doing like the fucking pog face rar because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny just that shot of him i agree oh i found it i found it it's so funny because the design mm-hmm. really is it's based on the angle but like this is so fucking funny how he looks here oh yeah that's put in the description but that's really funny <laughs> because uh, it's, his mouth looks huge there it looks like he had botox injections <laughs> but uh yeah, I think I think we can wrap up now. <laughs> we said a lot. A lot of it yeah. was not very organized, but hopefully you guys get the point. Yeah, and I'm sure we the might get some people who are like, "Is this here? You got it. You got it." 
I'm sure someone's gonna be like, uh, "You guys are stupid. You just don't understand the show." It's like, all right, you, the, I don't you, really you, care. you know, Crash. You have to have a very high IQ to understand Godzilla. To your point, right. it's a pretty big brain show. I'm sorry, <laughs> but just in the end, we just wore it really fancy. We'll yeah, thoughts. For me, I felt like I was excited from like the initial marketing and advertising, but. It was just a show that felt really full of itself, and I was just could not get invested in it. And the characters, the plot, stories. It was not very yeah. interesting, personally. Ton? Yeah, um, I'm going to say it was kind of disappointing. Um, I liked a lot of the concepts and ideas that went into this, and I was really excited from the trailers. I thought I'd like it more, but I was kind of let down. Uh, um, the most positive I can say is that I like the art, I like the setting, and I mm-hmm. like a lot of the ideas that went into it. Uh, but, go ahead. Uh, maybe some of the later seasons will turn it around, but uh, I'm not exactly excited to go into the next season. So Yeah. yeah. I do want to say, though, the voice acting is really good in the show, as always, with Japanese anime. So that's not really like unique, but I did want to point out. Anyways, I also was very much looking forward to it, and I really liked the first few episodes. It just it cannot it doesn't stick its landing. It just gets so crazy, and not in a good way. Becomes so bogged down in its own ideas. It's very disappointing, unfortunately. And hopefully, what they do afterwards with season two, etc. Will maybe make it better, but I personally doubt it. So yeah, that was singular point. Um, this was very much a rambly, more kind of conversational episode. We will be, of course, releasing episodes as you know. Mechagodzilla's episode will finally be out before this one. For once, you can finally see where Crash's Mechagodzilla began. Exactly. And we'll we'll be done with the show era. Probably be into the into the Heisei era. When we start recording Gamera, I'm not sure how I'll record that yet, but yes, Gamera's starting. That'll be our season three, and hopefully, season one will finally all be out before season three is done. But we'll see. Anyways, thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, we don't get too much backlash for this. Everyone's <laughs> entitled to their own opinion. We just were not huge on Singer Point, and that's okay. Opinion to make the world go round. But we were we were pretty good when we put out GVK though, so hopefully we'll be fine. Anyways, thank you for listening and have a good night. <laughs>